Hey, Chris. Well, hey, Jason. How you doing, man? Good, brother. How are you? Doing good. Welcome to the Leading Serving Podcast. Yes, sir. Good to have you back for the 23rd time. 23. I, I, I tell know. you what, these numbers keep ticking up, and I'm, I'm getting more excited about it, just because there's so many neat people. It's nice that you and I are still having fun doing this. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have ever thought? There's a, uh, there is a stat. It's a, you know We talked about this early on, about Podfade. Yes. Right? That like most podcasts never make it past episode seven, seven or something, something like, like that. And, yeah. And I see why. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know. It takes some work. It right? takes effort. It take you know, it's not just flip a switch and nope. talk, talk, talk and be done and right. you know, and stuff like that. It's but it's a lot of fun. But if we could figure out how to do that, that would cut our time in half, wouldn't it? No, <laughs> we could. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So but man, happy Easter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we uh, this is Monday after Easter that we're yeah. recording. Like it snowed this morning. I know. I was like, it's Easter and then it snows? What? I know, and it's kind of a late Easter. Yes. You know, and I know snow at this time of year, even even for the Midwest and Indiana, it's not abnormal. No. But it's wrong. It does. <laughs> I'm so done with winter. I'm ready to go. Yeah. But I have to admit, I you know, I walked downstairs this morning, the snow was still falling, mm-hmm. the, you know, the car was covered, the grass sort of, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, nothing really stuck too yeah. deeply, no, but... Um, but man, there is just a sense of peace and beauty. I enjoy that. I, I do like that. I have to admit. I think I lost the peace and beauty as soon as I had to put my shoes on and take the dog downstairs to go to the bathroom. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I didn't have to take a dog out. So I was like, uh, that's probably that's probably fair. I'm done. <laughs> oh, so man. anyway, do you uh, you know what you guys do this weekend for Easter, John? Uh, we got together with some family and hung out. It was it was a gorgeous day yesterday to look at, but as soon as I was I outside, I was cold. I know. And then to have the snow this morning, I was like, okay, um, apparently. And then it's supposed to be get up to like the 80s this week, and I was like, right. gotta love Indiana weather. Yeah, gotta love Indiana. Weather. But yes, it was great to spend time with some family over the weekend, and and you know, it's spend some time on reflection. Yeah, which is always good to yeah. think about some things and. I agree. I agree. We um, we had a birthday recently in the family, so um, we had a late birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to go over the weekend. Yeah, we went out and uh, hit balls at uh, Top Golf. Oh yeah, you I know, been there. Yeah. And uh, we all got done, and everybody's back was sore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, but we had a blast. We had fun. That's awesome. And um, yeah, all the kids were in. Um, we had <coughs> um, four. You know, four of our kids are. Um, Apparently still in the egg hunting stage. Oh. Um, the youngest is 15. There you go. And we have two adult kids. <laughs> and we're asking, like, you know, do you want us to stop this tradition? Yeah. And they're like, well, what kind of candy would you put in? <laughs> <laughs> and, and we did up the game since we've got some teenagers and, yeah. you know, a couple adult kids. We did we did slip a few dollars. In a, oh, man, know, I'm coming to your house. Of, don't stop. I'll but, be coming next year. But we were like, you know, we're going to hide these extra hard. Right. Because, you know, you're not, you're not little kids now. Right. And um, we ended up having to give them hints on oh, all of them. Are you, you know, serious? Just like, That's oh, my goodness. Awesome. So, you know, it was fun. With, yeah. uh, you know, not that... That's the center of Easter for right, our family, right? You know, not the not the true meaning, but um, it's great memory making family totally time. Is. We had a blast with that. So. Yes, that's awesome. But, yeah. Well, maybe the snow will be gone soon. Right. Hey, I, I just learned something new today. I'm going to be at your house next year for the Easter egg hunt. Oh, this might have been last year. Sorry. We'll oh. see. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Oh, man. So what are we talking about today, Jason? Well, last week we started talking about the mindset of a leader. Okay. Of a leader is, uh, you know, when, we, when we're talking about leading and serving, when we're talking about becoming a leader that others, other people want to follow, not mm-hmm. just have to follow. This is a leader who is intentionally out to fight for the highest good in others. And so how do we do that? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talked about five different things last week, and we want to talk um, specifically about one of those, um, which is um, how do we bring effective support and challenge to those we lead? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Um, what, is, what does support look like to you? When, when you think of a leader who supported you well to get where you are at today, what does support look like to you? Um, for me, I think it's somebody who is willing to answer my questions even at the most random times possible because okay. nothing happens in timely manner. Um, but I also think it's somebody that's helping me. Um, I am one of those ones that likes to process through things. I like to talk talk through them and walk, process mm-hmm. them. So I need somebody who's willing to listen to what I have to say and then push back on me. Okay. Um, that's a great support system for me. Okay, so I'm hearing accessibility, yep. willing to give time, <clears throat> willing to share wisdom, and willing to push back, willing to give you space. Right. You know, that's a, yeah, they're they're not in that moment for themselves. Right. They're, they're in there to fight for your good and give you the space and the time and the wisdom that you need. Right, okay. and I, I think that they also give me their, this is what I would have done, Chris. Uh, you know, like that—that yeah. that yeah. kind of information, right? Because that's—I need—I need that too. Because maybe mm-hmm. I'm missing something, right? Right. So okay. That's what, what, that's what I think of. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you're spot on on that. Yeah. Anything that is um, giving us the framework that we need to succeed, um, whether mm-hmm. that's time, resources, wisdom—you know—that we're we're offering those things in support. That right. We we think you got this. I believe in you. And uh, you can you can make it there. So what about what about on the other side? What about challenge? What does that look like in in a good leader that you've had in the past when they bring challenge to you to um, you know to push you further, push you harder? Because you mentioned it there in support um, that I think is really a key part of you know that they're willing to push back, mm-hmm. willing to that's part of challenge. So well, and it's funny because when I was younger, it was a struggle to, to be able to accept that pushback. But I think if, if, as you get older and you want to grow and become a good leader, like that's your goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, it's a necessary, it's something necessary to have um, in order to truly be um, understanding of things outside of yourself, if that right. makes sense. Um, so um, getting that pushback and trying to give that to others, I think it's, in my head, it's hard to take it from somebody I don't know has my best interest. So for somebody to just walk into my life and say, hey, you're screwing up, I don't, it's harder to take that for much more than a grain of salt. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. But for somebody who's invested and walked with me mm-hmm. over time and can speak into my life and have, have helped me with things in the past, even if they weren't huge, um, they can say, hey, you know, and and more than likely, they're going to say it differently, too. Right. They're not going to say, hey, by the way, you're an idiot. You forgot this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to say, hey, you might need to consider doing it this way differently <clears throat> next time. Or you might need to consider going back and apologizing or reevaluating what you said. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like at those, at those avenues, you, it's definitely a, 
there's a word choice difference for starters. And there's right. a, there's a, a, an ability to relate and converse about it too. Mm-hmm. It's not just you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, um, so it's all about both of those for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you think about a leader who only does the protecting side, Mm-hmm. That only you know. Hey, you got this. You can do it. They're they're a cheerleader. They, you know, they they support you. You know, they give you time. You know, they give you space to process. But maybe they never hand off the wisdom. Maybe they never hand off. You know, okay. So what's what's your action steps? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do by when? Who are you accountable to? You know, that's bringing the side to challenge. Right. That um, a leader who just <coughs> creates that support. You know, they're great at supporting but they never bring challenge. That type of leader just kind of creates this culture of entitlement of, well, I'm going to succeed, right? So right. What, do, right. what do I need to do to really, you know, that's never fully defined. Right. And so there's just a sense of entitlement. But then if you don't bring that challenge, that, you know, you miss the metric, you miss the expectation that hasn't been fully communicated. Right. And then a leader is prone to, an outburst, mm-hmm. you know, prone to come down hard and go, but we missed this, right? You know, oh my goodness, you know, and then it's it's just this big blow up, and so the person who's following that kind of leader is kind of left confused, going, "What just happened?" Well, yeah, I thought I was doing, I thought I was doing good, right, right, you know, and so then on the opposite side of that, the leader who brings all the challenge, mm-hmm. but never, like you said, feels like they're really in it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, we're all working for a company. We're all working for the goals of the company. But right. but do I matter in this process? Mm-hmm. You know, here's a deadline. Did you make it? Did you fail? Here's a here's a goal. Did we make it? Did we fail? And if you fail, man. Right. You know, like you said, that gets ugly. Right. And so that just kind of creates a culture of fear and manipulation of what do I have to do so that I don't get yelled at? Yeah. Or I lose my job. Yeah. Like... Yeah, worst case, you know, worst case scenario. Right. And so, you know, just what do I have to do to get by and right. to survive? And neither of those, you know, support and challenge, if we are to bring effective levels of both as a leader, um, we don't we do not do that naturally. No. It is, it is. You have to be very intentional. Yes. Yes. I completely agree. And so, you know, I think... Um, the more we know ourselves, the more we understand, you know, I'm, I'm better at bringing the protecting, the, the, the support side of things. Mm-hmm. I'm much better at that side. Bringing challenge is difficult to me. Mm-hmm. It's just hard. Yeah. You know, how about you? What uh, which side would, would you? I, I probably am sim- similar. I think, I think it's harder to bring challenge sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's times that I've had. I didn't think I would have a problem with support, but I have a problem with support. There's days where I didn't think supporting somebody was going to be that difficult because right. it's it's not just a. It's easy to say that you're going to support somebody, and it's and it's another thing to actually do it. Well, and if we can say this gracefully, some people require a little bit more effort. Yeah, in supporting. Right. Well, and I, I guess <laughs> well let's let's put add that to that, which is I don't know that. Do you truly know what you need to do to support somebody? When you tell them that you're going to support them, do you really truly know what that's going to take? Right. And sometimes it takes a turn that you didn't think it was going right. to. Well, and if we go back to our conversation on five voices, the way you support a pioneer 
is very different in how you would support a nurturer. Right. And that is huge because I'm already, I'm still trying to learn who is what. Right. And then to try to go and support them in a healthy manner is a whole other bag of tricks right. that right. I don't know that I have. And the type of support that you bring as a connector yes. is going to be designed for a connector. Right. <laughs> I can do that well. That's the language you speak well. <laughs> right. And so when you're trying to support a guardian and you're trying to bring it in a connector voice, yeah, there's a disconnect. And the guardian's probably sitting there going, what in the world is going on? Right? <laughs> and she knows who she is. Right. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, and... My wife, God bless her. That's right. Um, but some of the voices are more prone to the challenge side of things. So pioneers and guardians tend to do pretty decent at, at bringing solid challenge. Mm-hmm. And the support side is a little bit harder. Right. That that type of language is harder for them. Um, and it's not, not impossible for any of these things. Right. But right. Um, it just takes more intentionality like we talked about. Like you said. And so the goal is that if we can bring effective support and effective challenge in ways that that motivate people. Um, you know, and matter to them. Right, right. And if you have a, a, a broader team, it's going to look different for different team members. Right. And so as you're intentional and you're doing the things that as you know your team, you're leading them well, you're bringing effective support, effective challenge, that results in a liberating atmosphere, environment, that um, people feel empowered to do the job. They know it's expected of them. The challenge has been set forth. And they also have the appropriate support to be able to meet that challenge. And that creates an environment that, you know, if I do miss the mark, if, you know, if I don't meet that goal or that metric or I do mess up, well, have you created an environment now that it is okay to fail forward? Right. Because if you're all challenged, that failure feels like you're moving backwards. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a very protective environment, it's high, super high support, and you fail, there's confusion over why. Right. <laughs> you know, but in a liberating environment, an intentional leader who is fighting for the highest good of those around them creates this liberating environment where people feel safe to move forward, even if that's their failure. Right. And we all know that's where we want to be. <laughs> right. And I think that most people would say that, you know, that's a that's an easier spot to deal with because the communication and the situation are probably in a healthy spot so that you can have conversations. Yes. Yes. So to wrap up, um, if you're a leader today, what do you bring best? Are you better at bringing support? Are you better at bringing challenge? Because I don't think there's anybody who are naturally born to do both really well. I agree with that. And so which one do you lean to? How, how do you best bring those things? And then um, what, do your, what do your team, what do they need? Right. Do they need support? Do they need challenge? How can you best bring that to them today? And take incremental steps. Be intentional. Right. Yeah. I like so. it. It's good. All right, man. So we're going to transition we into are. what would typically be an interview. An interview. Yeah. But we're going to change our rhythm a little bit, aren't we? We are. We are. Um, we're going to shift gears just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. That um, We're going to keep interviewing. Correct. So we're going to do an interview, what, every other episode, I think, at this point? Yeah. Is what we're going to shoot for. And this is a short-term change. We're going to see how, how we like it, how you guys like it. Yeah, feel free to push back. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, what are we going to do today 
Chris, um, you know, as we think about entrepreneurship and leadership yeah. and things like that. Well, let's let's break this some of this stuff down. I think that um, it's you and I've talked. And there's some great. Um, let's have some great conversations about how to get started. Okay. How to just grow from hey, I it's make an idea into actually something implementable. Okay. Um, something that's just. If it's on your heart to be a business owner, and it's not on everybody's, it's okay. But mm-hmm. you know, every, there's leaders in all different formats, and not saying business is the answer for everybody. But let's talk about how to take it to the next step. Let's talk okay. about how to go from there. Sounds good. Yeah, we, we kind of hit high level on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but this will be an opportunity to go a little bit deeper, take some deep dive. So. That sounds good. Cool. All right. Well, we'll be back in just a moment, I guess. Sounds good. All right. Jason, today I'm looking forward to chatting with you because um, there's been some things on my mind and I know that we've talked about it off air and I'm looking forward to talking with talking with you about it on the podcast. And one of those things is oftentimes is there's we've talked to a lot of business owners over this time span that we've started this podcast. And for those that are out there that are thinking about, I happen to be talking to some students this week and who were in a business class. Right. And got some questions from them in regards to business. And I was like, well, I guess what, what brought um, my, opened my eyes to was the fact that there's a lot of people that have maybe entertained the idea of opening a business or thought about opening a business, but don't know where to start. Right. And so right. there's a lot of variables out there for anybody that's interested in starting a business. I mean, I know personally... It took me years to figure out what I really wanted to do. I mean, there were several businesses that I've started. Um, I've had a couple that I've tried, didn't work. Um, I have even had one that I've started and sold. And so it's yeah. it's not, um, there's no perfect recipe, I guess, to be able to come up with, hey, um, we need you to do um, carpet installing and and I need you to start that business tomorrow. And, you know, there's no... It doesn't, there's no one person that fits that perfect match that, okay, that's, they're going to be their job. You know what I mean? Right. So from a business owner's perspective, I don't know that all business owners knew right away out of the gate that they were going to do this. Exactly. Exactly. let's go through some, let's have a conversation about the fact that what would it look like if you and I were to start over and start our businesses Hmm. a little differently? Like what process do you think would be beneficial for somebody to go through to think, you know what, this is what I want to do. Right, right. Yeah, I, I would say I could definitely identify with that because, you know, I'm, I'm currently building a business at very infant stages of, mm-hmm. you know, getting, getting our first client recently, mm-hmm. uh, which is super, super exciting and nerve-wracking all in the same moment. Um, but... Um, I mean, I felt this nudge for years, and mm-hmm. um, you know, thanks to COVID, I did right. not launch what I thought it was going to launch the spring of 2020. Oh wow! And I'm very grateful because, you know, I mean, it, it took a few months of reflecting on it, of going, oh, that would not have, I would not have enjoyed this at all. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, I enjoy the work. I enjoy some of the things that I would do in that. <coughs> um, but building a business around that, 
it is definitely an, an occasional hobby. <laughs> Which that brings up, you know, an occasional hobby and a business are night and day difference. Yes. I mean, even from the tax code's perspective, right? Right, right. An occasional hobby is something fun you do on the side. Maybe you make a little money or something and it's no big deal. Exactly. Right? You know, there's there's standard expectations for tax-wise even that it's just a f- something you do for fun. Right. But if you're doing it day in and day out, it's what I I heard somebody tell me once, well, why don't you turn your hobby into your job? Mm-hmm. And I was like, then it's no longer my hobby. You know right. what I mean? Like, right, right. The fun thing that it used to be is not always going to be the fun thing that it is. Exactly. Because it might not be something that I can do 24-7. Right. I can, I, I can, a few hours a week, maybe I enjoy doing that. But mm-hmm. you take it to eight hours a day, five days a week, and I'm done. Right. I'm done after right. eight hours. <laughs> right. So, and, I, and I've seen people whose <clears throat> hobby and their passion align so deeply and they are so good at what they do. Right. There is a case where that does make sense. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I'm Absolutely. Glad, glad you brought that up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was thinking about, you know, flying a drone and making a living off of that. Right. And I love doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I started considering the other 12 aspects, Right. I was like, no, this would this would have driven me nuts very quickly, mm-hmm. and so I'm glad that didn't get off the ground. Right. Get right. It. Well, and I I know that in my past I've looked at several business models, and mm-hmm. and um, my when I was younger, um, I had an opportunity to jump in on a franchise, and I thought, man, you know, hindsight being 2020, like right. the business was already set up and running while I was there, so all I had to do was really take the reins and be responsible for the financial side as well as the customer side. I've already been done, doing probably about 50% of the work. So it wasn't going to be a huge jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I quickly realized at that point in life was that wasn't really what I wanted. Um, right. I enjoyed it. There was mm-hmm. a lot of perks to it. I met a lot of neat people that also helped me probably on my uh, entrepreneurial journey. Right. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And so... I think that it has been great to talk with those people. And I mean, that's why I love our podcast because I get to talk to all these business owners yeah. who've gone through different things to get to them, get them to where they're at. Mm-hmm. So I think for me personally, I think people definitely need to look at their abilities um, and their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. But, uh, and we've talked about this and I think this is probably par for what we've talked about in the past with, um, absolutely some of the coaching that we've talked about with you, mm-hmm. with you. Um, yeah. Because if you don't recognize these things about yourself, it's hard to be an effective leader. It's not an easy job, right. I don't think. Right. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, getting back to that original question of how do I find out what I would be happy doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know um, going back to the five voices, you know, using, uh, you know, there's some other inventories out there. Um, Strike Finders is another really good one. Um, you know, there's some really good stuff out there that helps, helps you get a peek into who you are, um, that having that internal eye of, you know, of introspection and looking, mm-hmm. that's hard. Yeah. It is, it is really hard. And, you know, and asking others what, you know, what, what do you see in me? What, what do you see me doing that I light up about right. that I don't, what do I not stop talking about? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, and those those are clues that lead us toward um, 
you know, what we would be really happy doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think it's easy as well to maybe get ourselves in, I know I do this, I get in a, a state of uh, analysis paralysis, right? Mm-hmm. Of, well, I just don't know if that's quite it. Right. So I'm not going to launch. I'm not going to do anything. Right. I don't know if that's quite it. So I'm right. going to wait, you know, and, um, <clears throat> you know, it's not, it's not bad. Like you said, you built a business and you sold it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not bad to jump into something, find out, yeah, I can be successful in this. Right. And then hit this, you know, you cross this line in the sand of going, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good at this, but this isn't what I want to do. Right. And it's okay to begin developing some type of exit strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's you just begin distancing yourself from the day-to-day operations mm-hmm. and you stay involved at, at a minimal level, but you hire somebody to run it for you yeah. or you're selling it. Yeah. You know, you're getting out, you know, and so you brought something to life in the world and that's, that's a fine, fine thing to do. Right. You know. And one thing I touched on with when I was talking to the teenagers, uh, I think is key is that don't, um, I think analysis paralysis is a huge thing because I think that people hesitant, have hesitancy to try something and fail. And yes, yeah. Yeah, at some level, there's more than likely it's going to have a cost factor. But is that money or time or, or is it both? <coughs> I think that those things, what people don't realize is that at some level, that's college for people, for some people. Right. That's part of their learning curve. And I, I will tell you, I have made some financial decisions that directly impacted me greatly. Mm-hmm. And I, and then I had, a, a, but I also made that decision where I bought that or made that, started that business. And then six months later, sold it for a profit. Right. So no, is six that, months. Yeah. Six wow. months. It was a cool. And I mean, it might've been the rarity, but I happened to be right. in the right position at the right time. Right. Um, so, but it wasn't, um, and it, and honestly, it, I hadn't started it from, con, uh, from con, actually putting it together and selling it was probably longer than six months, but when we right. officially took off, it was six months. Let me clarify. Makes sense. Yeah, there was some pre-work to that work. Um, <laughs> so, but I mean, I guess I say that all to say is, you know, I'm talking to these kids this week, and I was like, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. However, don't get stuck there in not easy. And and mentors are a great tool, you know, because I right. uh, back when I was first entertaining all these ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I couldn't afford a mentor. I couldn't afford a coach at the time. So I had what I call a virtual coach and Dan Miller, like I'm going to give him a plug to him because I listened to him nonstop. He was a great virtual mentor for me Mm -hmm. and I appreciate him still to this day. I still listen to him. Um, But if you can't, and then what I told the, you know, I tell them, tell everybody else is that, you know, there's other people out there that are more than willing to help you um, understand better right. what you want to do. So take people out to lunch mm-hmm. and find help find out things right. that really intrigue you and spend some time looking into that. Yeah. It's okay. Well, I've got a, I've got a call um, scheduled this week um, with a guy who lives in a whole other city and does the same thing I do. Mm-hmm. And he's been going, he's a year ahead mm-hmm. um, down the road. And I just reached out and said, man, I'd love to hear what were you doing in those early days? Right. Because I, I have a disconnect between, you know, two points. Yeah. You know, I, I know what to do at point B, but I don't know how to get to point B. Right. <laughs> and so I've, I've got a call scheduled with him. And, you know, and I'm not, um, you know, like you said, 
you know, I'm at a place where I don't have the income to get a regular coach, right. but we can schedule those lunches. We can schedule those calls right. and, you know, find somebody who is just another step down the road from you and see what they're doing. Right. You know? And I told him, I was like, so, you know, not everybody can afford college. I get it. I'm, I'm totally mm-hmm. good with that. But there's a good chance you can spend 20 bucks and take somebody to Arby's. And totally. more, than, more than likely, I don't know about the coaches that you bumped into, but I know the people that um, who are older and who have considered, I would consider my coaches at this point, right. or mentors, um, nine times out of ten, like, they'll often buy me lunch. Like, or right. I'll buy them <laughs> lunch, or, or they'll offer to pay for their lunch as right. well. Because they're just, they're great people, and they enjoy spending time um, giving me the knowledge that I'm, and I'm yes. asking them for knowledge, and they're, they recognize that they're okay with sharing it with you mm-hmm. because they want, they want the best for you. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, I think, go yeah, ahead. Sorry, I, I've got a question regarding those types of people. Yeah. Um, who, what are the characteristics you look for in a person like that? That when you say, you know, hey, I think there's something that I could it's learn okay. from them. Oh, apparently Siri is talking to one of us. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Um, what What are the characteristics that you look for in a person like that, that you think this would go well if I you know, <clears throat> go take them to Arby's? Um, yeah, I mean, for me personally, it's, it's, it's actually when I first was looking for somebody, it was a struggle. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I think I struck out a lot at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. But my current mentor now, um, who is in real estate as well, has been very successful. Um, he has mentored other people in the past, but he was picky about who he aligned himself with. Right. And I appreciated that about him. And it's actually funny because I didn't meet him because of a real estate deal. I met him because I happened to be selling some tickets to something, and he emailed me back that said he was a property manager or a property Right. Something. And I said, hey, when I deliver this to you, can I buy you lunch? And it and it was, um, I think I got him his tickets. He didn't have time at that time. I think it took two years to, to actually sit down and to try oh, wow. chat with him. So I didn't give up on it, but I still sought out other people to try to get yeah. to him. But at this point, I will tell you, I talked to him like nonstop. Like <laughs> if I, um, I could probably, I probably talked to him, you know, uh, at least five times a week, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. and if something pops up, then I often call him. Well, now he calls me when he has a problem so that we can talk it out. Nice. So it's a, it's a relationship that has gone it's back and forth now. Right. It's not just me just trying to, and I mean, there was a time when he needed things uh, for his business that I was able to help him with that I didn't charge him for. Mm-hmm. And my wife struggled with that for a long time. And, um, and it's okay. It's I, I was I felt like the knowledge that he had given me was worth so much to me that I was willing to do whatever I could do to right. help him out. Right. And it's just a different mindset, and that and it just took some time and energy from me. Mm-hmm. It didn't take much financial. It just I had the skill set to to fix what he needed. Right. Right. So I was thankful that I could return the favor. Yeah. So, yeah. but I think that for the people that sorry I kind of digress um the. Um, the people that you're looking for are the people who have been successful, who are um, are proud of what they've done, but they're also willing, they're personable, and they want to share that with people. Mm-hmm. Because 
um, there's an old saying that, you know, that, um, oh shoot, I'm going to screw it up. Anyways, that, <laughs> um, that people like to understand, you know, if you seek that knowledge from somebody, people like to give that knowledge because they're, they're capable. Yeah. And that, and that, that information comes because they're proud of what they've done. They've learned mm-hmm. through that process and they're willing to share that with you. And I think that's huge. Right. So those kind of people are out there. Um, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if in the current day that some of those aren't somewhat reserved because maybe they have been taken advantage of mm-hmm. by somebody trying to do the same thing, but then they took a shortcut and cut them off. Right. So right. <clears throat> cut off the mentor. So I know my mentor and good friend of, I, of mine, I have bought and sold um, I have bought a house from him and I'm probably going to buy a couple more. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so now we've gotten to a position where we're comfortable enough that we can do some business together, right? which is a completely another level for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not all about that. It was me. It was just early on. It was like, okay, I can't rub two nickels together, but I'm going to try to make this work. Right. So it's going to, you know, and I knew it was a long term process. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would say to those that are listening, you know, if you're looking for a mentor, keep your eyes open because you yeah. never know. And and take people to lunch. You quickly realize in the lunch meeting whether they're willing to mm-hmm. spend the time with you. And for that 20 bucks, you'll learn a lot. Right. Even if you get one golden nugget. Yeah. I used to go to seminars too at one point. And there was so much information I didn't know how to absorb it or what to do with it. Yeah. It's like books. Like there's tons of them out there. And if you read one a month, yeah, you get a ton of information, but then what do you do with it? Right. So what actually leads to that transformation? Right. Yeah. Like, and what have, what have I walked away with? And so at this point in my life, I'm like, I just need one thing. Right. Whatever it is I do, whether it's sitting down with a mentor, whether it's reading a book, whether it's listening to a podcast, there's something right. there. I just need that one thing I can cling on to yeah. and try to affect change. That's funny because there's a conference coming up in a couple of weeks that their theme is the one thing. Yes. And, but then they ask 10 people to speak on it in one day. So there's going to have to be actually 10 things in one day, in one day. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to, I want to loop back around to what we were saying. Uh, you mentioned things about risk mm-hmm. that when you reach out, you, you know, you try and get something started. There's, there's a financial risk. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, uh, a time spent yep. risk. What, what are some of the other risks that we um, I mean, there's also the risk of putting yourself out there. I mean, it's just because you're 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 taking a risk with your finances, your person, your time, your you know who you are and what you're trying to do. It's just there's there's a lot of risk there. Mm-hmm. Um, are you thinking of what I'm not? No, I'm. Um, yeah, I, I think. I guess help me understand the the who you are. You know, you're putting yourself out there. Yeah, so Stretch on that I think that what I learned, and this is early on probably somewhat, is that if you can't accept who you are and if you're not trying to make yourself a little better, it's really hard to be a business owner because there's a lot of stuff that comes back around in the fact that you're responsible for things to happen. And when they don't, guess who Guess who gets the brunt of it? Mm. You are. And it, and it's not even that anybody in, might have not done anything intentional to screw something up, but maybe it did happen. Because in my world, in the remodeling world, stuff happens. I mean, right. we're constantly dealing with different variables. Mm-hmm. Um, and does everything go to plan? No. 
Um, but we try. Yeah. We try hard. And we try to take a lot of the variables away from the homeowner because they, they, a lot of people don't understand those variables. A lot of people don't understand that things break, things happen in the process of trying to do demolition, and even if it wasn't yeah. intentional. Okay. So putting yourself out there, I'm hearing there's some reputation. Yep. You know, you're risking your reputation. You're, um, I know, you know, if you take the remodeling, you know, anything creative, anything that's around craftsmanship or things like that, that you make intentional decisions about excellence and design and, and things like that. And you put yourself out there of, I think this is perfect. This is amazing. This is beautiful. Right. And then you have a client or a customer just go, nope. ah, what'd you do? Right. <laughs> you know, and so you're putting your, you're putting your heart out there in some ways as well. Right. So, hmm. And it's, and it's hard when you've tried to, I think the reputation side of part of it is also is the fact it's really hard when you felt like you've put out 110% mm-hmm. and then it's not recognized. Not right. that it, not that, um, um, I might be able to see it as, you know, coworker because we've done our best. Right. Mm-hmm. But if the customer doesn't like it, it's right. not 110% to them. It's like 25% and right. your 110% looks like they're, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and so balancing out that didn't go as well as we should have. Um, maybe there was a preparation problem. Maybe there was a conversation problem, um, and learning from that and then starting over. And then my, I tell my customers all the time, like, just give me an opportunity to fix it so that I can, cause I want to know that when I walk away, it was done and done to the full best capacity possible. Right. Do you think people, um, are more prone to risk? different things like like your capacity for risk in certain areas is different than my capacity for risk in other areas does that make sense yeah totally um i think i think it's spot on too okay and yeah like i think go for that yeah when you so like when i was talking to those teenagers and those freshmen the other day i was like you know um they i know most likely um, if any of them had jobs, they were probably working, I don't know, fast food somewhere. Somewhere, uh, you know, it's hard to be a high school student and have a job, right? So they didn't have a huge amount of income, um, more than likely. Um, but they had time. So, mm-hmm. like, they could leverage their time to learn something new or to try something new. Because there's many things out there that don't cost a lot but you can take off on. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we always go back to the whole idea, like when I was younger, it was shoveling driveways in the winter. And it was right. push mowing in, in, in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, uh, I started that early on. And it took time. It didn't take a lot of money, but it took right. time. Right. You know, and then you've got people who are out there like myself who I want to see the, see kids out there trying new stuff because – that's, I know that that's going to take them to another level that, you know, that process, that's what part of that process is, even though they don't see it. Right. right. So when you're early on or even young, young family life, I mean, like when you and I started like, um, at, at, at our early ages, when we were having kids younger and mm-hmm. we didn't have a ton of money, like we did have some time. 
So we invest some time into different things and try different things. Right. Now, at this point in our lives, we're in a little different position. You know, we have maybe a little less time, but maybe a little bit more money, but not a lot of either one, right? right. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. so it's just, and so that capacity shifts. Right. Where you get to the point where you have less time and you have a little bit more money, you're willing to take on a little more financial risk right. versus the time risk. Right. So where we're at today, what we have in abundance, maybe we're a little more willing to risk that. Right. That we can, you know, we can uh, scoop a little bit off the top. And mind you, and risk that. Yeah. I'm not saying risks like <clears throat> the Hoosier lottery. Like, hey, let's go out and buy a lottery ticket today, and let's spend all our right. money on a right. lottery ticket. No, I'm talking about like literally spending some time learning about something and then investing into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and that's not like. And in my frame of mind, that's not always stocks. So for investment people, that is stocks in, in mutual funds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's it's me. Right. I'm going to use that money to invest into me because mm-hmm. I want to learn through this process. I want to grow and I want to own this business. Mm-hmm. So therefore, um, there's, a fin- there's a time restraint now and a financial restraint. Right that I need to make sure that I'm part of. Right. Because if you're going to get something off the ground, you want to invest. Not, you know, a lot of times we think of it in terms of finances, but right. how many hours researching? Oh, yeah. You know, and then you, then you decide, okay, now I'm going to go for it. Um, you know, then you, how long do you spend running potential business names past people? Right. You know, oh, now I need to develop a logo. You know, if I, if I can't pay to have it done, you know, i got to figure out how to, you know, you build a website, you do all this marketing stuff, then you got to get on file the LLC, you got to right. do the EIN, you know, there's all these different steps you've got to take that aren't terribly expensive. And there's so many people, Jason, out there that will take it to the road you just took it on. And then there's so many people like me that I'm just like, whatever, let's do this thing, <laughs> right? And I'm just like, so, and I don't think that the funny part is, is I don't think either one is right. I think right. there's like a right. middle road where you kind of, sometimes you just kind of got to figure it out as yeah. you go. But there's some things, yeah, you need to hit pause and you need to take care of on the right. way there. Because right. if you don't, it'll come crashing So I wonder, home. you know, if we keep, you know, talking about maybe what we fear then. Yeah. You know, um, and tie that into the risk aspect. Right. That, right. you know, our our upbringing, mm-hmm. you know, our, our story of origin, what it, you know, <coughs> our journey in life, I think affects how we deal with these types of things. I agree. You know, that... Um, you know, your willingness to risk financially, mm-hmm. regardless of how much abundance you might have at the moment, right. you know, is, is deeply affected by, you know, what happened, you know, in your childhood, right. you know, and your raising with your parents, you know, and things like that. Um, you know, cause I've always got, um, I've always got more time. I've always got more energy. I've always got some room for thought. You know, I can, I can process something, you know, I can, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more willing to give that up right. than I am finances. Right. You know. And I mean, finances, we'll talk about that on another podcast, I'm sure, because that's a huge one, right? But I think that it's um, definitely, um, there is no risk without reward, right? Right. So um, they kind of go hand in hand, and you have to grow the confidence in you to recognize where you're at and what you're willing to sacrifice in that process. Right. Sometimes it's a $20 lunch. Right. That's going to cost you $20 and an hour of your time. Right. So. And I, I sacrificed a call to the IRS last week. 
Yeah. <laughs> I would have enjoyed the $20 lunch more right. than, you know, the, the time on hold. on hold. And, and they, they do have the callback system, so that was nice. That's but good. It's still, uh, yeah, it still was, still was a mess. But, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I think this brings us full circle where we start mm-hmm. of knowing who you are. Right. Knowing what are my drivers, what are my, um, what are my fears, what are my, um, what are my inhibitions. Right. What do I feel like I can't do, and you know, and, and why can't you? Right. You know. Well, and I, you know, I, I think that you know one thing that I also want to touch on is I think it's huge is we in of ourselves oftentimes talk ourselves into circles and are in, or into boxes, mm. and those boxes oftentimes put <coughs> us in a position where we think it's either A or B. Yeah. And I have heard multiple people say, "Why does it have to be A or B? Mm. Why can't it be?" A, B, and C. And right. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't thought about that. It's not <laughs> it's not applicable to the situation. That's right. Right? But then you start to sit, you know, sit back and think about it. And it's like, it can be A, B, C, D, E, and F if you really want it to be. It's right. just, it's a mindset thing. Yeah. And, it's and totally I think, and, and again, knowing who you are. Right. That, see, I, I am the... Alphabet guy. Yep. I, I sit down and I, I work myself in circles to the point where I see A through Z. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time narrowing down to get in the box of, okay, is my, maybe not A and B, but how about D and Q? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe those are the two options I need to pay more attention to. Right. But I, there's got to be another option, you know, and so I will dream all these other options. Right. And you're saying you get into a box a little bit more yeah. of here's A and B. And somebody's speaking into your life going, what about CD and beyond? Right. Right. Wow. And that's, and that's huge. I think. Yeah. So knowing yourself, knowing how you think, um, and then finding the resource. So for you, who is the, you know, who are the mentors, who are the coaches, the people in your life who help you think of CD and E? I, you know, right. I, yeah. That's exactly. And for me, who are the coaches and mentors in my life? Who helped me go, okay, but which two do you need to focus on? Right. You know, and right. so finding that resource, you know, that sounding board, that, you know, that process in your life um, to help narrow down is is knowing yourself. Right. And it's, it's funny, you know, um, it's those people that are, will help you grow greatly. Right. You know what I mean? And help you bring bring more concreteness to your thoughts so that you can move forward. Yeah. So always tease that stuff out in your, in your, with somebody else. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I love chatting with you. Yeah. And I know that I have several other people that I chat with that, you know, that's that's what helps me get off the ground mm-hmm. and get moving. Right. So I think we uh, are at a point where we should wrap up. Okay. And we, if you're listening, Chris and I have not talked about this, so I'm going to throw this out here. Okay. Um, if it doesn't stick, um, I guess we can edit this out. Nobody right. will ever know. <laughs> Um, but leading a serving, mm-hmm. that's, that's the heart, heart of this podcast. Correct. And we've talked about reaching out and, um, we just want to offer that invitation to you guys. Right. You know, if, yes. uh, if you're sitting there going, I am trying, I'm stuck in a box or I'm stuck in the whole alphabet. Right. <laughs> Wherever you We're, are. Um, we would, we would be glad to chat with you. Yeah, for um, sure. 
Uh, it's always worth a call. Um, you don't have to spend 20 bucks for lunch for us. No, no. Um, I hear Chris likes Arby's. Uh, dude, I like anywhere we can eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, genuine invitation that if you're listening for sure. and um, you're trying to find what your niche is, what your, um, what your path is in starting a business or finding a new role, whatever that might be, um, we're, we're glad to chat with you. And so um, we'll put some information in the show notes because clearly we have no plan on how to make that actionable um, since we're just talking about it. But uh, we'll put some information in the show notes. So look for a link or uh, some way to contact us there and we'll let you know more here in a little bit. Sounds good. Well, Jason, thanks for hanging out with me today. I know today was a little different. A little different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I love the idea of what's, Let's break down some of yeah. that stuff. Like, Let's go. Because, I mean, we, we talk to so many successful people that sometimes it's hard to remember what it start what it's like to start. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you fly over an interview and we hit some high-level stuff, but we never right. really get a chance to go deep. And right. so there's an opportunity to go, go a little bit deeper. So, hey, guys, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Sub- sub- yeah. That word. Right. <laughs> subscribe. <Sounds good. laughs> Shoot us a comment, um, shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you need a chance to talk and chat, um, we'd love to do that as well. Yeah. So. Thanks, guys. Catch you later. Have a great day. Bye-bye.